0: Frontier.
1: This is Football Daft With Stephen Purden Midfield Dynamo and average actor Chris Toll Target man Suspicious character And
0: With a tap end Stevenson greener!
1: Welcome to Football Daft The daftest Scottish football podcast around It's 8 o'clock in the morning And I'm really rough but I'm Stephen Purden Let's welcome the team. First, a man who this week says he will be like a dog with two cops. if Larson returns to Celtic as a coach. And he's eating an ice eight in the morning, it's Chris Toll. What is happening? Why I... eat an ice eight in the morning?
2: Because I've been up playing my new puppy since 4 o'clock this morning. And
1: it's now afternoon time for me, really. Mm, fair enough. I'm talking about This man's dog has been walking around with a hard one for the last 10 days.
3: That's right.
1: How's your dog, mate?
3: Your well, I've still no wank to have yet, if that's what you're not. <laughs> but I think that's yeah, man, what my dad's one Well, I don't know. I asked my father that. He he takes me saying your pair dog has been ro- walking about with Anne Hardon for the last I ten know. days. <laughs> Anne I'm Hardon, Anne Hardon, <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> these other dog genies on the break, man. Then it's a big, it's, it's a big retriever, and we Cooper's only. It's the same as yours, too. Same dog as your, asap. So.
1: Aye, uh, yeah. See, see when dog dogs got that, on, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, like, if we got up in the morning or something, or you've got one yourself, <laughs> you've got to put, is a dog right. walk, funny? <laughs> 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 it likes
3: to fucking grab a hold of your leg and all that, and
1: it's like, you your right leg. It's not like us man, you can just. Slip in to tap your boxers and pull your t-shirt down, man. It's not like a dog kind of day. Actually, it? it just snorts about me. Aye, I can't. I need to slip into my collar. He <laughs> <laughs> don't need to shove his uppie
2: snip.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell, but I'm rough and all, man. I was fucking drinking a Prosecco last night, so I'm fucked, man. Oh, like you're cocktails?
2: on cocktails,
3: By the way, I'm not even in, and I'm not in the mood for talking about the day man. I don't know fuck all what's happened this week. Absolutely, well, this man. week,
1: Right. You just can tell right. me. Reconstruction is looking oh, like a, I right. tell it for
2: a. Shite, reconstruction. I What? Honestly, God, man, she's pissing into the wind,
1: isn't she? Aye, aye. It's not going to happen. Would you agree? Graham?
3: That's making going up. Fuck no. No, I right. right
1: this week, but right. What about Livingston on Twitter? Oh. Uh, aye, bro, brilliant. What was that all about? What a fucking work that was!
2: <laughs> that was a Do you know what? It was good. It was good publicity it, because uh, the amount of coverage it got throughout football, not just Aye. Scottish football. Do you know what I mean? A lot of big football sites picked it up and all that. Like, uh, like your lad Bible and all that, they all picked it up. Is and people will be looking and following Livingston now. Do you know what I mean? Well, oh, really they'll forget them.
3: about it next week. Do you know what I mean? But
1: I bet they'll be doing it now. Aye. It's, <laughs> it's the wee 15 minutes, man. It's the wee 15
3: Aye, Let them have their fun. Let them have their fun.
1: Let them have it. The wee Tony Macaroni arena with the tourists. By the way. It's just a, another thing that got
2: announced tourist. pretty early this morning or late last night. Um, the English
1: Premiership's
2: got a starting date.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry. I was looking at Sky Sports News with, with one eye last night, half Cup when I came in. Mate, there's going to be football on every single day, more or less. Did you really? see the
2: schedule?
1: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Did you see it last night? The schedule's um, gonna be insane to get this league. So,
2: so what's gonna happen then if the fucking Champions League restarts?
1: Ah, it's not gonna restart well this they're going. that they, I don't think that'll restart by the time England <clears throat> fixtures done, do you? Nah. nah so they're no. gonna
3: complete the Champions League then, I? Well
1: they're still taught, they've no confirmed then, but they're still did they know say September or something for that? The Rangers but, returned. Game but then how can they do that though
2: because what the, the Champions League will have started for the next season say whoever wins the Europa League doesn't they qualify for the Champions League through their league how can they then be added into the Champions League through the Europa League when the fucking two competitions are set are, are playing in the same season in different seasons how do you do that? It?
1: well it's as, it's as fucked up as fucking completing the Scottish Cup when teams right. are going to have a fucking clear out of players and then they sign new players, and then they go to play the fucking semi-finals of the Scottish Cup. They're not talking Steven Whittaker leaving Hibs,
2: are they?
1: I was talking that. So what's going to happen when they go to play the semi-finals of the Scottish Cup? And you've got different players. Do you know what I mean?
2: Okay, it's, it's a fucking,
1: it's the whole thing's is an shambles, mate. And what about Yanis Hadji signing? You heard about that? Gredo, do you know that he signed Aye. for it?
3: You know that? Yeah, he's getting his bags packed for that so man. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: oh,
1: well, what actually, about the other big news and all? Mad Harry Redknapp. We play a lot of charity matches on a yearly basis at Erdő. I can't wait to meet Harry Redknapp. I know, that's.
3: Have. I'm glad it's Erdő. Are
1: we feeder club for, what I mean, down south or not? Are they going to I'm have doing a, doing a feeder club? The yeah, amount of contacts he's got, he could put together a right good team. Why?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And obviously
2: he's going to build
1: it around Crouchy and big Nico Cr- Tranchard. That's so.
0: what
1: I'm saying. <laughs> 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 yeah. Nico would still fucking run mock in that division, man, in that pitch. Aye. <laughs> I, I don't know. how his knees no made a fucking hubba bubba. Aye, I, I think so, man. He's a plastic pitch, he's fucked. Right. And talking about all these stories that's happening in Scottish football, this takes one of my favourite party football daft these days. Chrissy's rumour mill. Here comes the rumour mill. What's happening?
2: Right, I've
3: got two of them. Wow! Right, I've got two fees. I'm edge
2: my seat, mate? So, am right. man. No, Yannis' might not be happening. However, <laughs>
0: mm.
2: however, I've been told by my, my mole <laughs> that Yannis uh, Genk have asked Rangers to pay the uh, the some of the fee directly to Celtic for Eboué
1: how fucking funny is that? So, right. So, so, so Genk want a buoy. What's his name? Genk have, Genk have signed a buoy
2: Kuasi off his of Celtic. Right. paid for him yet. So they want the Yanis Hadji money.
1: Had money for kuasi to Cerec. Mm-hmm. It saves him, it
2: saves him 25 pound in
1: international payment fees. <laughs> 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 right.
3: Are you, are you sure it's no Rangers that's requested that then?
0: <laughs> okay, no,
2: man. Right, the other one is <coughs> actually getting back to what we were talking about, Harry Redknapp. see about a month before lockdown. I was in a wee uh, restaurant nearby, and do you know who was in it? Now, this might just be a coincidence, but they were both on "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here" with Harry Redknapp. And it was uh, Emily Aitak for the in and your man for which, which is his name again?
1: John Barrowman.
2: John Barrowman, aye. How the fuck did they there? Well, they must have been up here Adrian talks with Harry
1: Redner trying right to buy the club. What, is Emily well, Atak? Has she got to be the club physio?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, can, I can see the connection with. Emily Atak, but what's John and Barrowman going to do? All oh, right, is
1: John Barrowman on that? I am Harry's mate, I'm a celebrity. Is John and Emily <laughs> up on a scouting mission? <laughs> <laughs> so, Harry Redknapp is the owner of Airdrie Football Club, Emily Atak's the club physio, and John Barrowman's the first team coach.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: that's fucking hilarious! Did that actually happen, Chris? Eh? Aye. <laughs>
2: Aye, mate, it's the rumor mill am
3: it. Oh, I like this bit of the show, man. Fucking oh. hell.
2: So, mate, that's a, that's a bit of a scoop, but that's a bit of a scoop. Oh. Yeah, just that, I'll be honest with you, I might be putting two and two of the and getting five, but what's the chances of John
1: Barrowman in an MLA attack being in a Witherspoons in Airdrie?
2: You
0: know
1: and, I mean? <laughs> and then a month later, Harry Redknapp is unveiled. be taking over Airdrie. So this week on the show we have Scottish football legend Owen Coyle, and also it's Chris Toll's turn on the Legends Lottery. I'm looking forward to that today. What do you think? Huh? I think it's got to be good. Right, yeah. Thanks, Scotty. I mean, right. is
2: it anybody's
1: birthday coming
2: up? Oh, is it anybody's right. birthday coming up? It's mine. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see what birthday Santa brings you, Gredo When's your birthday?
3: In uh, next Tuesday.
1: It's my birthday tomorrow. It is. Seriously? It is. It's so wise
2: because you're only a couple of days before me. <laughs> what did you know? say when I was like, oh, we am going to get Jerry funny for your birthday next week? What did you not know say for?
1: I thought you were after me. Oh, you know I'm before you. No, fuck. A, so you up there. I saw the big thing, a big surprise for Grado's birthday, and it's my birthday tomorrow, and it's just getting totally fucking kiboshed. Listen, I will send you a fruit basket. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> shove your fruit basket where the sun don't shine man right who would you uh, have
3: wanted who would you have uh,
1: used? I did tell you about two weeks ago I thought you said your birthday was after his
2: so did I I'm no, sure you did no that mate you know my birthday's before yours no
3: I know I know I know I just totally fucking forgot I feel terrible <laughs> now <laughs>
2: I'm
3: sorry you, Stevie if I think I'll he's got who I think he's of you like
1: ah, right. you like, like that table, won't <laughs> you Bob I. I'll, I'll take it as a wee birthday present and I will accept fruit <laughs> like basket it. as well and remember if you have any banter for us, please go on the Twitter at FootballDAFT Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Football Daft Podcast on Instagram and just search for Football Daft on Facebook. Thanks, we'll
2: Giving. we'll Broke Stevie. Football Daft with G4
3: claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. Call them now on O one six nine eight-seven six seven one seven two
2: Everybody's new favourite part of the show coming up. Yep. <laughs> We've got our brother for another mother, the G4 claims legend that is Jim Muir. Jim, take it of Welcome,
0: Welcome, Jim. Welcome, Jim. Thank you very much. I'm a bit more relieved leave after yesterday because I didn't know for you, Nick. I was going to ask me to get you back to work, so I shame myself a bit. I don't want that happening. No, mate. Fuck anyway, that. we're getting on our business stuff then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, if you've been involved in a road traffic accident and you're not at fault g4 claims can make it easy for you they can provide you with the complete accident management support you require they'll recover the cost from the third party, third party. sort out a light for like vehicle replacement they also organize your vehicle to be repaired at one of their approved body shops and return to you should your vehicle be deemed a write-off they will recover the pre-accident value for your car and write you a big fat check for it and the best of all it won't cost you a penny as they charge it to the airport insurance G4 claims don't cold call, they don't bind data, and once you process procession of claims your insurance will remain unscathed, and the best thing is the co and the team over there, they will take care of your case and don't think they can help, they won't, they won't take your case on. So if you're involved in a road traffic accident or know someone that has, get on to G4 claims and 01698 767 172. Get in get get them at notifault.com or find out the, uh, social media at G4 Claims Limited thank you very much <laughs> Jim you forgot to do the tagline again everybody do it G4, G4, G4 claims. claims
4: G4, G4 Claims g Claims, G4 G4 claims. claims. It's easy
3: football <laughs> <laughs> <Super laughs> dafts big question So this week we're asking if you've ever had any Embarrassing encounters with a football player The question was set by none other than Chris Apparently he's got a bell shoot
2: So I've actually got two My my most embarrassing one was I I, I went to Tom Boyd's testimonial dinner right, And I went into the toilet And I was knaved there in the toilet And then when I came out of the the cubicle Henry Larson was standing (laughs) been a fish right and I had just done a fish mm. and he he turned, <laughs> he turns round and he goes to wash his hands and I've not washed my hands yet and I fucking grabbed his hand to shake his hand and I had I a had woolly on <laughs> Push on you? <laughs> no I didn't have push on me but I had woolly on I had and been touching he, my woolly and I had no washed my hands yet Did you just did grab his hand or not? I, I can have, I, I get pure excited I'm not going to lie I get pure excited Aye. as fuck man I obviously. And I went like, oh, Henry Larson, and I just like done that kind of thing. And he kind of, he was, was alright. And then I went, oh, I'm sorry, I've I, fucking, I've better wash my hands. And he's like, I, I, Too I late. Like you Right, so here's the best part. So later on, right, i went to the hangway, i went to the bar and like, sitting with Simon Donnelly and all of that and all the a players and hangway. Eh, Larson comes over and he's fucking obliterated steamboats, man. Right? And he just wouldn't talk to me. He just, he would, I was sitting in his company. And he went. I was asking him. Wouldn't he wouldn't talk to me. Right? And do you know how they say? Never meet your heroes. heroes. Genuinely, right. I believed that. When I, after I met Henry Larson, I was like, he's a fucking arsehole. But then I met hey, him again later on. He was already. Right. You done a
1: pass at your horn
2: on your corner. Oh the corner. man, I know. But, but bear in mind, heart. I'm steaming on all Stevie. What I mean. So you know what you like. You. Did you
3: know prepare yourself for us? You were at fucking Tomboy's testimonial.
2: But see, I—I I was at Tomboy's testimonial. Dinner, right, but I did not realise it, it was very. Oh, the kids ones were going to go. <laughs> no, I, I knew that they would obviously... all <laughs> be. Do you know there, there was only two of them that were dickheads kids that night, and one of them was saying it was through my own fault, but the other one was Mark Butchell. He was just a fucking fanny, full stop.
3: How? Uh, why, why that?
2: What? No, he was just I, a dick. He on Twitter and all that, as you know. Oh, lad, well, do you know what? If he's in Twitter and he here, it, he can fucking apologise, can't he? Who's right. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. been a dick to you? Was he what? teasing you? No, what? No, I like, when, when we were leaving, it, no, he wasn't teasing me. Like it was just like it was dead. Like, mum, do you know what like, the way you are when you meet fans? <laughs> oh, toe, toe, oh, <laughs> see, toe. <Puchel>. Did
1: <laughs> you <laughs> want to take a jaw clean off him? Right off him, mate. <laughs>
2: I went, I went I went into the I went in back into the ballroom and I seen Mark and you I went like that oh, Mark Burtsell's an arsehole. He was fucking <laughs> dealt the next day. <laughs> 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 no, major,
1: <laughs> major shareholder and bust up with player, man.
2: The other the other one is just because I want to tell it because I know my mate gets really, really fucking embarrassed about that story, right? right? So we are we're all outside China Whites in, in Glasgow,
1: right? And, and where? Well, Alaska? I remember China White. See, it, was, it, was, it was years ago, it was called
2: China
1: Whites. Oh, I remember China
2: White,
3: but where whereabouts was it? Glasgow. <laughs> Why does he go to American, man? Glasgow. No, I, I didn't say Glasgow. Yes. But see, I was thinking, maybe if you Glasgow Say
2: Glasgow, days. do you say um, Glasgow?
3: If for think but I'd say, Glasgow. It's Glasgow. Oh, I say Glasgow. Um, Glasgow.
2: Uh, i ever ever been to a cemetery up in Glasgow. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we're outside and you remember it was like quite fucking, it was quite like uh, fancy and all that. (coughs) It was a trendy place to be. Me and all my mates were standing outside trying to get in a bunch of fucking marks, you know what I mean? (laughs) The next thing Stillian Petrov walks out, and I'm like, "Fucking hell, Stillian Petrov, cool. I went up and just went like, how you doing, Stillian place to make you shook his hand and all that. My mate was pure nervous as fuck, nervous as fuck, right? So we get turned away for the club anyway, because I was in twelve years. And we're walking away and my mate says, I've got to take this chance to go meet Stalin Petrov. And they ran up to him and he, he went like Thanks for all the Celtic stuff you've done. <laughs> 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 didn't, didn't introduce and so like, that. didn't say, pleased to meet you. Just went up and went, Thanks for all the Celtic stuff you've done. Laughs. Is that fucking Jesus or something like? All the Celtic stuff you've done. I know, and my mate's name's Alan Curry, and he I think he listens to this and watches it, and he and Frank and him will be personal selling this because they remember it. Thanks
1: for
2: all the
1: Celtic stuff you've done. I love every boy. You know what I mean? a belter. <laughs> I you, you that using any belters? No, no, like the one. Recently, when I met Walter Smith, it was a bit embarrassing. We were in, in the director's books, me and my brother-in-law, and talking to Walter, and old old Ethel. Aye. Aye. She loves you, but... Aye. Me and Greg, Is, is Ethel Walter's wife? Aye, Aye she's brand new. Big, who was the who of is tea woman? Who
2: was
3: Linn? the tea
2: woman? Linn? Remember the, the tea woman that chopped the chopped the cup at Graham? No, Graham, as soon as chopped the cup, and she... Was that not
3: a St. Johnson... T
1: woman. No, the, the the Rangers, the wee Rangers T woman. Uh, I can't. It doesn't matter. It's no Ethel anyway. But I always get my. Oh, Ethel's that. Sir Walter's wife, man. But we're starting there. And it's not really that and bad. It's just you, you know what
3: it's like. Gado, you talk to. Do you get
1: too excited and all aye, that? Aye. All I can see is nine in a row. The second time he was back, winning all sorts of trophies. You want to be all composed as if you're cool, but it had to be Buffy. Hang on. So, My brother in law, me and him, and there, and Walter, and that was there. And they had like a Indian curry, so I'm picking up the curry and I'm eating it. And you know, it's like you stand there and you hold your plate and you're talking, Walter's here. I'm right. talking. instead of picking up the pita bread to go with the curry, I pure daft, stupid hangman. I picked up the pop right? So I'm stoning and I'm putting the poppadom on the curry, but the popper dom's going all oh, soggy and it's breaking, and all the crumbs are going on the flare. <laughs> but I'm starting, and I'm talking to Walter, and under my feet, all oh, I can see is this big mountain of crumbs at my at my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and in my head, Walter's going, what is this wee, how can this wee guy not just eat his dinner, man? And I'm like, I know, Walter, <laughs> it's all fucking going to do my suit and all that. Right. <laughs> and even down, my brother in looking at me as if, what are you doing, man? There's crumbs on the carpet. <laughs>
3: How can this wee guy know just to eat dinner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, when I think about it, I did do something embarrassing. I think it was late last year with, with Walter and all, And it was the day with Eiffel. It was stunning right to see the sea, the, the, just at the bottom of the marble staircase the Ibrox. And Walter had obviously been on the left one side, maybe talking to the players or whatever he was doing. And he was with his granwines and all that. And uh, as he came out the door, I was like, how are you doing, Martin? He's like, how are you doing? And he walked away and he was going out. And I, I just, I don't know why I f- thought it'd be a good thing to say, it, right? But I was just like, I was being deadly serious, right? I went, tell F I was asking for. her," And I've, the whole room just started laughing. And he just turned around and looked at me as if they say, what did you just say? I've generally been nice. I generally was like, tell F I was asking for. her," And everybody just buckled and all that. And he got fucking, what? What did you say? See you later.
2: <laughs> Hi.
3: I <laughs> thought you landed on the ground. He you, mate. Alright. I thought, it was, being, I th- I thought it was I thought was. I thought he was going to go. We'll do a big man. See you later. <laughs> I just, kind of went, just fucking stood and stood, stared me out, and cunt laughed.
2: Maybe they're finished.
3: Walter- <laughs> 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 That's fucking funny.
1: No, but it's funny. I know what you're talking about, but because we we're talking about the game, and I think Habs were beating his one all Then at half time We're talking, and I'm talking about formations and all that. And then I'm like, why am I talking about oh, f- for- <laughs> to Walter stuff? And he's. I was uh, about, about 10 seconds past, and it's not that long a time. But when he's staring at you, it feels like 10 hours. Right. And I'm like, I maybe we should go with the two up front, man. I mean, that's 433 is not happening. Would do you think Walter, <laughs> Wait, well, I fucking dripped the pop of Dom. oh or I yeah, mean, he's staring at me like, it's if we, man. Don't talk right. to me. Information, is not right? Do you think Walter? Do you think, do you think my opinion's good,
2: Walter?
1: <laughs> 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 I know a bit
3: fatter.
2: Well, I'm asking for a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it. Right. I, mean, uh, I don't think we should play the 4-3-3, would you, hang, Ethel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. I think let's, see I think?
1: Think. let's see
3: what the listeners <laughs>
1: <Yeah. clears> think. <throat> Laura McCrimmon bumped into Aaron Hutton outside the players' lounge when I was at Rangers Hospitality as we were getting, took a tour of the trophy room. I was a few wines into the day and happily shouted to him, I'm a Hutton. My husband was mortified as I blabbed on about my maiden name being Hutton, and I was now a McCrimmon. There we go, guys. (laughs) Martin Fox (laughs)
2: says... I was in the queue to our chaos in 1996 behind Barry Ferguson. He was acting the big I am with all his pals. Went to walk in and he continued on the stairs. He got up quicker than he went down. Great night. Aye, cool We're
3: not no looking for embarrassing stories for the fans. No, no. embarrassing the players.
2: Aye. See, <laughs> hey, see just even it up. I seen Scott McDonald falling for the top, stare to the bottom, staring in blanket one night. Nice. Pished it, out his arse, man. It was amazing.
3: I- I remember, and uh, what'd you call that place? I'll go to fucking the Cranford man, mate. This is yeah. before I was on the telly, mate. Uh, fucking, I met Alan McGregor in the staircase, now I was, I started going, Alan McGregor, shags ten birds and a, night. <laughs> and he went, and he let he stoked him, went fifteen, mate. He fucked yeah. off was brilliant. <laughs>
0: right,
3: Steve Anderson, he says, met the Fall cup team out in Stirling. Oh, that's a big one. And Yogi's final year as a manager and signed. All the old timers looking for a payday. I apparently mentioned to Jackie McNamara at a bar in I Think it's called Corn Exchange now. That
1: that one's a fifer. <laughs> and then the boy went home to his mum.
3: The cat sat on the mat. Fuck me, man. I apparently mentioned to Jackie McNamara at bar in Pivot. Think it was called I think it's called the Corn Exchange now. That once a Fifer, always a Fifer. Can't mind, had a few shandies But a reminder in the morning from my mate Fast well embarrassing man
1: (laughs) Connor Rowley One of my first nights working at a hotel Barry Ferguson was part owner in Rangers Legends dinner was on And I'm walking past the man himself with dirty dishes To take back to the kitchen And he has put his hand up to get the attention of another waiter And he's done it He clipped me in the balls and never even dropped a plate He apologised and I was just over the moon He spoke to me Scott Matter. Like, how are these embarrassing?
2: I want but, folk getting up and trying to get off with fucking I, Steve I, Archibald. <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so Scott Ma <laughs> was standing with my mate at the portal He's outside the blocks waiting on his son coming out. The four walks past. I get that excited, I dropped my half bottle of tonic that I had up my juke and it smashed. The four shot his cell, but he still stood for, still for police. That's decent.
1: That's decent. That's
2: a good one. The only show age I'm the four. Right. It
3: was that that's been made up Stuart McQueen Playing at Cowan and Sports Club And Ali McCoy's was in the next changing room My brother walks in and says to him Alright Ali Thought you were a good looking cunt He was buckled <laughs> <laughs> <It's quite good. laughs> Football daft With G4 Claims Been involved in a road traffic accident Get them now At not The Legends Lottery on Football Daft.
1: Right, troops, it's that time of the show, the Legends Lottery on Football Daft. We make it our mission to find out where the cult heroes are. Each week, one of the team is tasked with the mission of finding a former club legend. And this week, it's Grado's birthday. birthday Well, well, next week, it's Grado's (laughs) birthday, so my birthday tomorrow. But Paul's got a wee present for. Cradle this week. Is this all just like a big double bluff where it's going to be like some for my birthday because my birthday is tomorrow? No. Right. Happy right birthday, so, birthday. ladies and gentlemen,
2: after what, 16 episodes?
3: 16, 16 episodes have we on? Something like
2: that. Oh, about that, I was that, uh, mate. I know, but the good ones. <laughs> uh so. About 16 episodes, (laughs) every single episode if I sat my arse down on the chair in that studio, I've been introduced to this mythical fucking creature with Scottish junior football. The legend. The legend. The man. The myth. I've got fucking goosebumps I'm not even going to get on. (laughs) Welcome to Football Daft, the one and only,
1: Mr. Jerry Polini. Yeah, that's, Jerry is great though. Jerry, Jerry geez, a <laughs> go.
3: Jerry,
5: geez, a go. Jerry, geez, a
3: go. Fucking I've no changed a bit, man. Get in oh, there. Bad How's it
5: going?
3: Hi. No I've noticed that bit of you, fucking man. It's so good to see you. I'm actually shitting myself here, Jerry boy. <laughs> How many goals did you score for the buffs?
5: I oh, reckon right between two and a half to three
3: hundred. You were the bit honestly, you are my favorite player. You that's no bad,
2: that's no bad for a centre half, Jerry. <laughs> I will, I used to put in the middle of the park. Oh,
1: fuck, Jerry, anyway, you've I, no idea how much of a legend you are on this show, man. Honestly, every week your name, your name comes up in this show. Craig is your biggest fan in the I world, know. I know,
3: and see, the best it is, and all right, I've got I've got a mate called Dean Fraser, right. And years ago, we met in Morrison's, and I went, remember Jerry Polini, man, because we used to go to the Buffs games together. I was like, yeah. let's have a competition. First one to get Jerry Polini. Now, we searched Facebook for years to try and get a hoodie and never got you. Now, look, I've got you right here. It's amazing. Do you know what threw me? It was a Gerald Polini on Facebook. We were all well, typing in Jerry, trying to get right, you. Right, Is that just to stop all your fans? Uh, well, you? well, There's a fan base out there, isn't there? There definitely is. <laughs> how, was, how was the 20-year anniversary? an OVD Scottish Junior Cup last year? Uh,
5: we went to the anniversary on uh, Saturday night and it was a great night. The uh, supporters organised it and it was a fantastic night. Aye. I know the boys turned out, so they did. did, did it was, uh, who was
3: all there? Rusty Hartness?
5: Everybody was there. Everybody. Was Stevie Farrell there, Tam Curry? Farrell, everybody was there. Do a bit everybody David Sharkey bit, he wasn't there? No, we Sharkey never turned up. Did he know? No, young Sharkey never turned up. For
3: fuck's sake, man. But, see, um...
5: Nadeau's <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: yeah. like a wee boy in a sweetie shop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank
2: fuck
5: you
1: never met him in a toilet. Gary, <laughs> 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 I mean, not I yes. everywhere, like yesterday, I had two guys coming out to my house, He us a quote for my slabs, and he turned around and was like, at.
5: My gaffer.
1: Is there in the show yet? And I was like, a big tall guy with a big long beard, he's like, ah. he works with us. Ah, John. Aye,
5: John and Brian. Aye, you're
1: everywhere, I, mate. Everywhere.
5: I, hope, I hope you gave them a job. I've
1: not got the quote yet. <laughs> I've got to get back.
3: to <laughs> so, so, can you tell? What was your, what was your, what was your favourite experience of playing above sorry years? Was it the OVD Scottish Junior Cup final, which I ran a bus oh. at fucking eight year old, ten year old?
5: I, I would say that was a holy grail. Eh? As we play from the, the junior game, mm. and uh, what the club done that year was something else. I don't I mean, think it will ever be repeated in junior football So Tell them,
3: I mean, what was the schedule like? Some games we were playing on a Sunday Then maybe a Tuesday, a Thursday I remember one week We must have played about four games in the one week Did we know? We won every one
5: of them I think we, we played three games in the one week We played uh the, the Monday, the Wednesday and the Friday Aye So it was a Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday Aye, Friday night was the west of Scotland That's Friday. right, that's right uh Pollocks Park. So mm. uh, it was a great occasion. So I
3: we won, how many trophies did we win that year? I think we won eight, did we know?
5: We won six. six. I don't know about the other two. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, just got on my head. I mean that, you you were an absolute hero in Cohen, and I bet you must have got your whole neighbor in Cowan. <laughs> <laughs> did <Do> you know
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: I get on it dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: got the key to
3: winning. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do. Do you sometimes come back for games new,
5: Jenny? I've still get into Abbey Park. Aye. I've still got into the. I've not been into the new ground yet, but tell me it's some set up, didn't
3: it? Aye. I mean, my father, as I say, my father, um he followed the bus for he was a boy and he was always fighting with Jim McSherry and uh, fucking. Aye, oh, and he was always. Um, he, w- he wasn't behind this new park. But we actually went right. to last year because there was a lot of folk weren't happy about the Buffs part moving for Abbey Park, yeah. but that setup is brilliant and it's uh, it's 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 got all the mod cons. you know what I mean? It's got a really good place you can go for a wee drink, so it's looking good. You need
5: to come down. It's looking really good. Mm-hmm. I'll be doing this season at some time once aye. this is all over. And by the aye, and uh, aye. I think a couple of boys have asked me to do Stuart McQueen and a supporter, so ah, it would be good to get go and see them this season. It's a aye. new yeah. challenge for me.
2: Jerry, mm, see yes. him if Greddle can do the, the half-time draw.
5: Get <laughs> him on the park. Aye,
1: <laughs> <And, laughs> <hey>, but <laughs> not on. I <laughs> might not be any pan on this. You just get Greddle a job as a mascot. Aye, <laughs> 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 always
3: wanted oh, to be hey, a mascot well, good when good I was young. Not there. <laughs>
1: there's no there's no getting outfit big enough. Oh, I've never great, seen
3: people happy in <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but it's oh. good. I wish my feather. I should have got my feather here. I know, man.
1: I
5: know,
3: I So just just before you go, right, tell me tell me your your best. Apart for the the cup final, just tell me a wee buff story. Tell me a wee buff story.
5: A buff story.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: I remember the night they we were playing at Abbey Park. It was a Saturday we were playing at Abbey Park and McSherry was the manager oh, yeah. and Jimmy, he was a great guy, mm. fantastic manager and I remember John K walking into the dressing room and we McSherry was trying to bring a bit of stability to the club and a bit of professionalism and John McKay boxed in with our first supper. <laughs> so, <laughs> the wee man went ballistic, he said, what's that you eat there? And they went fish and chips, he said, my last fucking fish and chips you eat at this club. Monday night, to put them up for sale. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was the strength of me Jim McSherry. Aye. I knew they wanted to the best with him, so I always remember that one. <laughs> he was eating a first supper. Him <laughs> well, and I mean my
3: father were always getting into fucking fights at the side of the apartment. I was a front. I mean, I was only seven, eight years old. And my dad would fucking make Sherry sure this, make Sherry sure that. And my Sherry would go, You want to come into the vest room and say that to the boys, eh? <laughs> when I come into the vest room and say that to the boys, ah, Come, down, come, down, come, down. Jerry, you've made my thanks, fucking birthday and you've up. made my year. You've made your year Thank from Jesus, the son. banks of the river, <laughs> oh, to I'm the not. streets of the old <laughs>
5: road. We are
3: the buffs, we are the buffs, we
5: are, we are,
2: we are the buffs.
5: Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, Jerry. Thanks. Cheers, Jerry. Cheers, Jerry. Cheers, Jerry. Cheers, pal. Man. Sears got later. my
2: perfect she score on the Legends lottery, Jerry. <laughs> right.
5: Bye, <laughs> <My laughs> man. Thank you very much. Thanks, cheers, cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks man. very much. See you later. Oh, that was brilliant. Loved it. See you later, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys.
2: Yeah. So, so, boys,
1: boys, boys. What were they talking about? Is is McCoy still next? He's laughing at. You kidding on your guy? I feel nobody's going to get Ali on the phone. I just just stay there, right? and I'll be back, right? <laughs> <laughs> well that's
2: great what I that's
1: Gredo away then mean, I take it, eh? Good, you know. He's got a few he's I, I don't even know if he'll ever be back because he just met Jerry Pellini. I think that's his it. half that. career done. I said. So he's, boys, what have you got planned for next week? Right. So next week's your birthday then. Right. Aye.
4: As great, is it was turn next week? Or not uh, Stevie, turn? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to get Alan
1: McLeish for yourself. <laughs> Imagine I brought Super Ali on in the Legends Lottery. <laughs> that is going to be a five-star Legends Lottery. That's going to get five in it. It's got it, in it? it unless we've got wankers. Aye, aye. Unless we've got There's a few guys out there that might try and fucking bring you down to them. All
4: the Talbot fans will be on. Aye. Oh, the bastards! <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, by the way, am I? I think I might be a Buffs fan by proxy here. <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I've got a wee bit of a soft spot for them because you're a big fucking idiot. So <laughs> bad, so bad. I know. I don't know where it is
1: So, right. um, off. He's seen Jerry Pellini My turn next week. That's it. I'm going to enjoy that my- man. That's, my- that's it. it. I'm going to enjoy my birthday tomorrow, guys.
3: Football daft with G4 Claims. been involved in a road traffic accident. Call them
2: now on 01698 767 172. Now it's time for a Beer 52 teaser. For your chance to win a case of beer, all you have to do is answer the question that we put to you. Last week, we asked you to give us five of the top ten non-EU top goal scorers to score in the English Premier League. there was too many tops in there, but I think you get the gist troops. (laughs) Congratulations to Blair McGrew, who's this week's winner, Charlie's wee brother. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe. who knows? Maybe. (laughs) And this week's question is five members of the Scotland... Oh, you've got to give us the answers, you've got to give us the answers. Come on. the answers, all right. So, the answers. The top ten were... I'm going to be honest with you, John Seaman, it says top ten non-EU. Yeah, I went top ten non-European Union. I had Berbatov in my list.
4: He's not in the. He, he is. He's in the top twenty, but he's not in the. He's not top in the 10.
2: top ten. Oh, is he not? I thought no. he was a scored. Right. So the top ten are Sergio Aguero, obviously.
1: Yeah.
2: And um, Dwight York, Didier Drogba, Emmanuel Adebayo Yakubu, Mark Viduka, Carlos Tevez. What about the last three? No. Sadio Mane Luis Suarez and Mohamed Salah Both So when you take into account that Salah's only been there three seasons That's a, that's a big a achievement hell. That is an achievement Oh, half Right, so this week's question is five members of the Scotland Euro 96 squad went on to managing in England Can you name them? I can't even really remember the 96 squad uh, I know one In fact, I've just thought of one we we can't really give any answers, can oh, we not? no. I can't, man. We can't. <laughs> no. uh, right. Ali Ali McCoist wasn't one of them, and Andy Gorham wasn't one of them. That's all you <laughs> need <know. laughs> Right. So, um, you can enter by you can enter by commenting on the link on the Football Daft Facebook page. or tweet your answer at the Football Daft Pod. Winners must be over eighteen and stay in the UK. And you can get free beer from Beer Fifty Two as well. It's a monthly subscription service for beer which they source from some of the greatest small batch breweries around the world. The theme cases every month with previous themes including Germany, South Africa, Korea, New Zealand, and more. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash daft and we can sort out free beers if you just cover the £4.95 for the postage. So just go to beer52.com forward slash daft, that's the words beer and the numbers 5 and 2.com
1: to get your first case of eight beers for. Mm. Let's welcome to the show a man who, as a player Scored over 250 goals for the likes of Airdre, Bolton, Motherwell And D United and Falkirk As a manager, he's won the first division And led Burnley into the Premiership through the playoffs He now finds himself at Indian side Shenayan, I'll try and pronounce that well
6: <laughs> Please welcome Owen Coyle Thanks man, great to see you Great looking forward to it, great to see you And by the way Steve, I've got you to issue there I thought it was a great intro and thanks for that but it was actually 297 goals because See, I know but I'll tell you why it is because I think what they do is they just count league goals and like there's a Wikipedia wow. so, so obviously I love the Cups and all the competitions so there's about another 50 in the Cups quite right. so, uh,
1: well, Producer John's a bit nervous, I think, so he's just kind of, it's a wee typo for Producer John. He's gone all red now. Look oh, no, wait, what's your it typo? It, Steven. It's not it's it, Stephen. He's not
2: at John, John, I had to stop John for
6: typing 2,750 goals.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I wish he did. <laughs> that's, that's why I left it over 250 goals, because I knew it wouldn't have counted you right, all your cup goals on, because <laughs> well, you put <just laughs> <had> a barrel <laughs> over the rose.
6: I like it, John. Thank you. you Thanks, right, so, yeah.
4: What That's is like there anything to say before we start uh, the Owen? Oh, well, listen, I'd, I'm just going to smoke up Owen's arse because Owen, for me, played in my favourite Falkirk. side So I've been watching Falkirk for 30-odd years. Um, and Owen played in my favourite Falkirk side. And it was him. It was the last season at Brockville. And it was Owen. It was Lee Miller. And it was Colin Samuel up front. And see, between the three of them, we just scored for fun. And what a team that was, Owen, I have to say. I mean... Yeah, I've got to say that. Uh, I mean,
6: I played till I was nearly 40 because I just just love football, best game in the world. But that season, and I was lucky, I played with a lot of good teams, but it was such a special season for everything. You're right, the last season at Brockville, everybody used to cane, like Broomfield when I played, they used to cane Brockville and Broomfield. but do you know what? They were brilliant stadiums for the fans, for the players, because they, they were ours. And uh, so it was the last season. The year before, as you remember, Falkirk were nearly relegated. Yeah. So all the came in, I with Chizzy. I'd been his player coach every day. So I came with him and then Big Yogi came back as player coach. And uh, with Alan Ferguson in the goal, Kevin James centre back. Nice. But the thing I loved is that I know an older player, being a player coaching, I was 36, 37 at the time. Uh, Lee Miller, Colin Samuel, Mark Kerr, with Jamie McCulkin, Big uh, Andy lot with some really special young players as well. Young Andy Rogers, who was terrific, but he used to come off the bench because we had such a good forward line. But the atmosphere, I've got to say, in Brockville, all season, it was just that for me, it was a special place. I was really lucky because I came in as clear player coach, but then, as you know, me and Yogi took over. I think we were a point ahead. We end up winning the league by nine points. But well, so you end up player, co-manager. I end up to think I was the top scorer in the division that year. I end up getting the player of the year at 37. It was just an incredible season. But the special thing for me, out with all that, was the atmosphere. The Falkirk fans were absolutely brilliant. And again. There's a lot of carry on, you know, just now about the, the leagues and everything up the road. But do you remember we were denied promotion? They wouldn't allow us mm-hmm. in the Premier League because they says we didn't have a stadium. So okay. we we're going to ground Shelby, Airdrie. And the technicality was that if a game was postponed, because it was Airdrie Stadium, they would have the uh, uh, the first rights for a postponed game. And that's why they stopped Falkirk. It was, it was ridiculous what they'd done. But the actual, John's right, the actual football season, it was incredible. we good, I would say, good senior pros, Marcel Yogi, but Kevin James Allen. But the young players, that were going to go on go in brilliant careers and what Colin Samuel Lee, my little Lee's a gem absolutely loved it still keep in touch with Lee great to see him in big cracks doing well at Falkirk and again I know the league was shot early but for me Falkirk would have not even the league there was so little between them and Ray for So uh but no thanks for that it was a brilliant brilliant season
2: no worries that season on um, my mate was actually playing with Falkirk uh, Philip Craney do you remember him?
6: I do actually he was a lovely young played at the, uh, played at the back young lad really nice lad
2: well spoken and he uh, played a few games, he was involved in the squad and all that. Aye, and it, just coming at the end of the season when he's won the league, he was involved with the squad quite a lot. And he got the bad injury. Remember, he, he fell and he broke his arm and he never come back for it.
6: And, and see, that's the thing is, because, and this is, injuries are a terrible part of football for anybody, but particularly for young players like that, because I'll tell you how good he is to force your way and John tell you, to force your way into that team. Bye. That tells you how, because I mean that was it. It was the best team in the first division by a mile. We could have easily played played in the, in the Premier League with that team easily. And for a young boy to break in, in that team, that tells you how much talent the he had. And that's Bye. the sad one of the sad bits of football when somebody talent that gets an injury. And it, 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 you know it's horrible because he was such a talented young player. And I remember that well with we a few young ones, McSween and boys like that and. We were determined to give young players, because that's what I've always based my coaching on, giving young players an opportunity to try. Because you never know how good they are until you play them.
2: But uh, he was one, I'm sure, <laughs> that's a big career. Was that a big part of when you were was playing there? down in Burnley? Uh, sorry, when you were managing down in Burnley? Uh, was it uh bringing through the young players, was that a big part of how you managed to get the team to galvanise so well? And, you know, the wash and that? I took a day off work to watch the playoff final. And me and my <laughs> mate were Burnley fans that day.
6: <laughs> it's funny, I think what happened was because it's, I mean, obviously, we grew up, I have up in Glasgow, I'm for the Gorgos, and they grew up, we're certainly right, I either in Glasgow. It was Celtic, I at that I was obviously Celtic, Nath, as you know. Uh, but when I played in Scotland, whether it was Falkirk, or the United, or Motherwell, uh, you know, good, good clubs. But it used I used to get pissed off. I really did. When, see, when I was driving in to play a home game for the team and there was buses leaving to go and support Celtic and Rangers for to, to the Bye. town, I used to, think to myself, I used to think to myself, support your local team. And Bye. I think all the clubs in Scotland would be a lot better off for it. Stay in the town, support your local team, get behind them. The reason I mention that is see, when I went down to Burnley, the only thing you seen in Burnley was Burnley shirts. You've never seen Man United, you've never seen Liverpool, you've never seen mm. nothing but Burnley. They, they were so passionate. And, and to be fair, we used that because everybody bought into what we were doing. And again, the young players were a huge part. The best example was when young Jay Rodriguez, who's been on to be a, 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 an absolute star, as you know, in the Premier League, but Jay was only 16 and a half, 17. I sent him up to Wee to Moore, my pal, Alan Moore at Stirling Albion, because we knew Jay was talented, but he, he wasn't quite ready to play the team. So, but I knew coming up to Scotland to play with Stellan Albion in the league, it'd be a tough, you know, tough learning trust. The boys when they came him they'd be banging, very physically, get stronger. And it six months that Stellan Albion with Murray he did great. And then when he came back to Burnley, he was ready to challenge to get in the team. And, yeah. and to your point as well, what happened that year we got promoted? We we played sixty-one games that season. We had the we had the we. We were actually financially embargoed from the January. We couldn't send any. We couldn't send any more players because we owed money to Manchester United for an add-on payment for Chris Eagles. We owed money to Scunthorpe for an add-on payment for Martin Parson. So playing 61 games, we actually we used the fewest amount of places in the championship for those 24 teams. Is this unbelievable? The connection, right? Yeah, just said on seven. And but the thing about it was that uh, we were on we had brilliant cup runs. And everybody was starting to get aware of who Burnley were, and particularly people in Scotland because you can down, they want you to do well. And I think we kind of became everybody's second favourite team. If that makes any sense. And, ah, they, yeah, and right. the support, the support just kept going and going. And
2: yeah, so I mean, that day he's won the playoff final. I and mean, my mate got a skinful in the pub. Went out for lunch and all that. Watched the game. He's <laughs> with a pair of dafties and a popping coat. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs>
6: no, right, it was appreciated. I mean, I got. Uh, I had about a hundred down for the walking down to watches at Wembley. It's, it's, it sounds crazy because there's eighty thousand there, but you can actually recognise their voices.
1: Exactly. <laughs> 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 but on when you look back, it's it's unbelievable to say that you got to play in the Cup Winners' Cup with Airdrie against Sparta Prague after getting to the Scottish Cup final. What was that whole experience like?
6: Aye, that was uh, that was incredible because look, for such a small club. But we did great. I mean, obviously we got the cup final. Rangers were the champions and beat us two one at Hampden. But because they were champions, we didn't qualify for the Aye. the cup winners' cup. was to play Sparta Prague. So it was like for for like for everybody, It was just an incredible experience. And they, and the great thing was the club were really good. You know, in that respect, because they brought all the when like the players' girlfriends, wives. Uh, fiancés, and they took them all over to Prague for the, for the game as well. And we actually did really well in both games. And they had some, I mean, they had some outstanding players. Players are not the to you know, top, top players in Europe in their team. But it was a great experience. I mean, me, Jimmy Boyle, a good pal of mine, he actually even missed a penalty over in Prague. So uh, so, but it, it, it was a brilliant experience. Everybody was in it together. And that's the thing about football. I think where you get success is, is when everybody's, everybody's got the same, same agenda.
1: Sometimes
6: you know, in football, what can happen? And it happens at all different levels but sometimes somebody's got different ideas for somebody else and when that happens it doesn't does, sit well because players what you need I think for a football club is like an extension of family everybody's got to be it together and of course you will have your arguments your ups and downs but in the main you've still all got to be pulling in the same direction but when you get people
1: that come with a different agenda that doesn't help football clubs in any way Aye so saying that you've played for I don't know my teams in Scottish football what was your favourite time have you got a favourite you got a favourite time for your time in Scottish football?
0: Uh, it's, it's so
1: hard because
0: you're
6: right, I mean, I played, as you know, I don't i in 12 clubs. There was a simple reason for that. I just wanted to play. So if I went to a club, for example, as a striker, and uh, particularly when I was a bit older, if I was on the bench or whatever, I thought myself, I just wanted to play. I mean, I, I dropped three or four times, I dropped salary and go and play, because I just wanted to start games and play and enjoy. Because when you train every day, the purpose is to have a game at the weekend. But what's happened, it's probably happened uh, with finance and football. I mean, I've had uh, uh, players at, at different clubs that, that if they weren't in the team, it didn't really matter to them. And that I don't. that's no good to me. I need players that are hurting if they're not in that starting 11. I'm not talking about 18, I'm talking about if you're not in that starting 11, you should be hurting and working even harder at training, trying to get yourself in the team. I mean, I, I mean, again, I know everybody has different challenges and everything else,
2: but to have your career in football, I
1: mean, I don't think it gets any
2: better than that. No, no. Right, I think nowadays, though, it's not the same as back, back in the day when it was like, foot, the money in football wasn't as ridiculous as it is now. No, you know what I true. mean? See, like see, down in England, see if a, a team sign a player in, like, for the second string. it's happy to sit there because he's picking up 80, 90 grand a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, th- I think that a bit of the hungers went out of the game for the young players. You know, that's and it's... Cool. A, a, for me, it's, for me, it's a wee bit sad. You see players like, see just for talking sake, see players like Calvin Miller and that that are at Celtic and they're not quite there yet to get into the first team and they're happy to sit there and I would, see if that was me personally, I'd be I'd be looking at all avenues to get to a team that I could actually be a regular starter with, you know, and like then you can maybe build yourself up and make your reputation on that and then when you're Maybe hmm. like you've got the chance to come back to a Celtic or Rangers or a, a Burnley or a QPR or something like that. You're then ready to go into that first team as an established player. You know what yeah. I mean? They, they don't see, They all want to live the football lifestyle, but they don't want to put in the football work.
6: No, I, I agree with you. I think, obviously, if you're, for example, at, at an Italy club like Celtic Rangers, obviously your game is that you want to play for, uh, for your team. I think what's going to happen for me in football is... I think there's, you've got to realise as a player you, know, what, level are you or what level I'm at just now. I'm at that level that I can get in that Celtic first team, Rangers first team. No. Ross McRae mentioned you wanted to play consistently. Maybe instead of sitting on the bench and what have you. And for young players, I agree. I think for me, young players, and I've had a lot of different clubs, I've always done it, I always put them out on loan for a reason. They they're learn the game. They're playing against men. They understand. And to your point, if you get on loan and you play well and you can whack a better player ready to push into that but I think the the gap is the best way I can put it. The gap between like under-21 football or reserve football, whatever you want to call it, to first-team football, particularly in Scotland, it's a huge gap. So you've got to find a way to bridge the gap. So for me, that's playing league football, playing against tough opponents every week. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with taking a step back to take two forward. Aye. You Believe in your own ability. The reason I and it's a brilliant point you make, particularly young players, and I'll tell you why, because if those players sit for those two or three years, their development hasn't increased. They've just plateaued out. Whereas if you had those two or three years playing at a high level, tough opponents, it might not be in the elite club that you wanted to get. But ultimately, I always say, see if you're good enough, you're going to get to that level anyway. Because People aren't going to... If you're playing well, people are not going to ignore you. They're going to look and say, I'll tell you what, he's improved a ton for playing at that level. Mm. And I mean, even the boy... Uh, and I know it was a bit of a furore about him yesterday, but if you think of the boy Gallagher at Murnaloo, who was at Celtic and dropped down and started level, 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 all of a sudden he's a Scotland international and everything else. No, all credit to boys like that, because the other thing is, well, when they've left those big clubs, you're dealing with rejection. And that's a tough thing, I think, particularly for young players. And not every player has has the tools and the skills to deal with that rejection. Some of them end up getting lost in the game. So I think for me, I think that's why, particularly elite clubs, they've got to find a way when they look at these young talents, what's the best way for their development? Not only for their own football club, but, but, but actually for the player themselves to develop right. the voice so he's on to have a good career at whatever level.
1: Definitely, mate. 100% agree.
2: And So, much, uh, do, you th- do you think any of the players that you, you brought through at Burnley would have been good enough for
1: a shot at glory? <laughs> 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 exactly. I was just about to um, say, in a monster really? football career, you dipped your toes in the old movie I'm, business and all. I've got I, mean? I think
6: ability-wise, I think ability-wise, they could have handled the shot at glory, but the acting skills, no, no, no way, no way, no way, no way,
2: no I tell you what, it's not often you and Ali McCoy can act Robert De Duvall uh, off the screen. Do I mean, you know what,
6: <laughs> Chris, to be <me> honest, it, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was brilliant, and I'll tell you why, and I think I mentioned to this before at the charity game, because when I sit and watch a movie and you watch the, the TV, up to that point, I think, right, great, great. But I've got to say, never for a minute did I, did I understand the hard work, the detail, the expertise that in it. I, I've got to say, it was eye-opening. It really was. It was incredible. Obviously, you know better than me. There was a little bit of doubt and a little bit of boredom in that. But we just, I gave a you up I gave a head tennis and everything else. And the funny thing was, I mean, they always say such a huge star but. But Robert Duvall, Robert Duvall absolutely loved. He loved the banter, so he, he would spend lunch with us with the football boys. He loved, the football, he loved the camaraderie, the banter, and the football boys. And he was uh, he was incredible. But talking about Coiste, we were doing a, I think it was a, it was either the quarter final the semi final down at Queen of the South, and uh, the the goalkeeper you have probably seen a number of movies. But the goalkeeper was Cole, Cole Hauser, who was in Good Will Hunting, yeah. a lot of big movies, and obviously. Uh, Brian Cox, uh, you, you met Coystie, uh, Michael Keaton, I mean some of the stars, know, was he the those man, he was, those A-lifters, man, A-lifters. And obviously Robert Devarl, Robert Devarl was just down to earth, he was so humble and so grounded. But We went to Queenie South and there was a, a guy called Michael Correnti, and he said, right boy, this is what I wanted you to do. Uh, Jimmy Boyle was the team, Peter Harrison, Silky, they were playing the right hand side. Me and Coisty were playing through the middle, as the strikers, and he said, Right, Jimmy, I want you to play 2-1-2s with Selkie, Peter Henderson. Peter, Selkie, you play the ball in the byline for, for Jimmy Boyle. Jimmy, you cross it in. Ali, Coise, I want you in the penalty spot to go up, do a bicycle kick, and put the ball in the top corner. And we're, we're like, <laughs> okay, that's going to happen. And Coise's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, i will do it. Yeah, no problem, do it first time. So anyway... We're all at each other, and the thing about it was, see every time there was a goal store, or something happened. Because we were just there for the football, we were obviously trying to get a cell in the frame, so we were in the filler, right? <laughs> 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 Even the, the goalkeeper, everybody's running into on the pylon, trying to get in the goal. Anyway, we do this, do the one-two, the two one two. Let's go to Jimmy Boyle. Jimmy Boyle, great ball, lifts it right in. So I'm in there with Coist, with the two uh, centre-halves. So I've put on the left to give him this space at the, the penalty spot, so sure enough, the ball closed, he goes up, overhead kick. As judge, my judge, forgive me for swearing. Almost, anyway, boom, top corner. You couldn't believe it. So You done it first time? Oh, honestly, yeah. it, but as much as we were trying to get the picture, this was genuine elation. We couldn't actually believe it happened. <laughs> every, one of them, every one of us on top of him were going, no, un- and he can't believe it, unbelievable. So he goes up, so he goes like that, cut. So Michael micro shouts, cut. And he looks to the camera and he says, did you get that? The common says, Yeah, I think so, but could we go through it again? <laughs> <laughs> we must have tried it at thirty times, no chance. It was, it
2: was incredible. First time it was oh but that was that was, that was my choice for you. If like you uh, like feel, like one, one of you. the stories he tells uh, about that. Tell one, tell of he t- <laughs> <laughs> one of the stories he tells him. One of the stuff one of the stories he tells about that is he says uh, to miss a penalty filming the movie. He says, it I, took me 10 takes to miss I, the penalty. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> it was a final at Hamden. That's right. The But I've got to say, I was, it kind of opened my eyes to the, how uh, the hard work, the detail that it goes into. You know, even when I think about like, coming back in different days and making sure the exact same, you know, cloth that was on, there wasn't the exact same, you know, wasn't there, mark, mark a on it, or it was incredible, it was unbelievable how it, it was done.
1: Oh, and I'm going to show my wife you saying this, just you realise how much hard work goes on, because when I go to work, she thinks I'm away for a laugh. Oh, right? well, 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 be I'll
6: be honest with you, I would have thought that until I actually went in and witnessed it. I mean, Aye. the detail it was incredible. Robert DeFal, was uh, he was brilliant. I mean uh, the uh so Big John, you know, big you know, Big John Martin, we've got so big John Aye. was an unbelievable character. But big, big John had a he could sometimes he did he'd he, he a stammer, Big John. And uh and Robert Duvall with with uh, the I think he actually used it in the film, Robert DeVal, when he came in and he was getting John Pelt, they the it. I think he did, he used it in the movie, John lost a ball through his legs, and uh, Big Jock says, sorry boss, like that. And Robert and says, sorry boss, uh, hey, so, I so went through my legs or something, but I'll end your legs, and Robert DeVal says, "I son, it'd be better if your mother would have kept her legs shut, but kind of imitated. But that was, they used that as part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Big John, Big John, Martin, was, Big John was full of fun and loved all that. Anyway, but they
2: actually used it. because he, he said to John the phone, because he was in the band and it was already been used. You can see anything in me. That's, That's brilliant. People. That's brilliant. Uh, some That's of cool. the stuff was brilliant. I'm, the, just the, try to, I'm,
6: I'm just trying. I'm just trying to imagine in my head John Martin sitting
1: at lunch with Michael Keaton, Robert De <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I can tell you it was an experience. Ah, boys, <laughs> man, boys. But back to your career, own right international level, Jenkins, should I go, Maybe a chance at international level? Well, I think you should have. Do you, Chris? A hundred percent.
6: The thing is, obviously, obviously I played once for Ireland, so eh, I had the choice I had the choice under-21 level to play for Scotland or Ireland. I was at Dumbarton and doing really well in the championship, first division. Eh, but I've got to say, the Scotland under-21 team at the time, they were all like, top Premier League players playing for Celtic and Madrid. But the other thing is, when I, I grew up in the, in the Gwambos, and where we grew up was called Little Donegal. It was all you know, families for Donegal. So we were brought up the Irish culture and everything else. And to be honest, it was a huge thing for my mum and my dad, who were obviously not with me anymore. And the, and the thing about Ireland, I was going to get an opportunity to play. Whereas we all do respect the Scotland players at the time, were brilliant players. And if I'm honest, they were better than me at the time. The Strikers, uh, Jukebox, Gordon Jury, Robert Fleck were playing at... Uh, uh, well Jukie was just about to go for and Rangers, Flecky was already there, Joe Miller was wide in the right, Derek Ferguson, Peter Grant were playing in the middle, uh, David Robertson, it was all like oh, I Celtic Rangers. And the, in terms of uh, where they were in their career, they were ahead of me. I've always been honest about my ability and where I kind of picks and things. So it was a great opportunity for my mum and my dad and the family wise. And I'm really lucky because I'm really I'm proud to be born and you know, come to the and but I'm also proud of the fact of my Irish heritage as well. So I kind of did the best of both worlds. And uh, But the game was actually, it was Scotland v. Ireland that Easter Road. <laughs> that oh, was well, the great. game. That's right, I remember that. It, it was actually n- the night before Mark Lawrence had scored at Hamden to beat Scotland 1-0. And Ireland ended up, that was the first Euros that the Big Jacket team ended up qualifying for. Because right. Gary, Gary Mackay scored the winner for Scotland in Bulgaria. Right. And that... That meant the Republic qualified for the Euros. But anyway, it was the night before at Easter Road. And at that time, you were allowed two over 21s in your under 21 team. And the two over 21s for Scotland were Campbell Money at St. Murray, who was a really good goalkeeper. And Big Alec McLeish, Big who was coming back for injury. <coughs> Big Eck played. I think that's one of the reasons they end up signing me later. I always seem to do well when I play against them. But I end up scoring after 90 seconds for Ireland. All played through. When ruined Big Alec as if he wasn't there. I inside the and just just slotted it in. I've got to keep balanced it. We ended up getting whacked four one because <laughs> I did tell you. I did tell you that Scotland team were a good team, but the experience was brilliant. And then I was involved under twenty three B international. I Eventually got one cap just before the ninety four World Cup. We beat. We actually beat Holland one 0 in Holland. And a very good friend of mine, a good pal, Tommy Coyne. Tommy scored the winner. Tommy scored the winner in Holland. So it was a big boost to beat Holland in mm. Holland just before the '94 World Cup, and I was actually, because sometimes in football things come your way, and sometimes they don't. But I've always in the nature that I pick myself up and I go again and everything else. So I was actually uh, named in the provisional 26-man squad for the World Cup for Ireland for America in '94. Now, in my, if I'm honest, I knew I wouldn't be in the 20, but it was quite flattering to be in the 26. But wow. I had to go over. And we had to go over and do all the commercial stuff, you know, and the, and the build up to the, uh, uh, the. And we had the the World Cup song, so we're flying over from Manchester. Myself, Jason McAteer, and Paul
2: uh, Paul McGraw was was flying oh, over. Exactly. Is that over. is that the song that he's done with Charlie and the Boys? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we did it. We did, I'm not sure who did it, but it was it was
6: the re- it was the reference to uh, it was a reference to Jimmy Hill in it. It was something about Jimmy Hill, mind your mind your house or. Kind of watch <laughs> your back stuff. But the, the funny thing about the story was that uh, Paul was uh, the nicest man in the world you will ever meet. Obviously, Paul's been knowing that he liked a couple of beers now and again. So we're, we're flying from Manchester. And uh, so I said, oh, hi, Paul, good morning. Good morning, no very polite. Anyway, we are going to play and they said to the city girl, was flying a final wee bit, there was a couple of drinks. So Paul got a couple of drinks and kind uh, of relaxed him. So, and I like to think the same as you. I mean, I like to think I can talk a little bit. So next minute, Paul's a couple of, he's well relaxed. Paul's chatting away like a bunchy, so brilliant. It was the conversation, the 35 minute flight flew in. So anyway, when we get there, we were doing a thing at Opal, which was the cars, eh, eh, they made the cars and all that. So we did that thing at Opal. Yeah, did another eh, sponsor in the morning. And then we went to Guinness at lunchtime to do a big promotion at Guinness. <laughs> Guinness, to get the pictures too. So Paul's there, another few beers, and the boys are couple of beers, Jack, said, had a few beers. So the boys are battling away, enjoying the lunch and everything else, uh, doing all the promotional stuff. Did a couple of things in the afternoon. Uh, again, the hospitality was there. So, by the end of the time we got it, was, I think it was six o'clock to make the, the World Cup song. So, all we had to do was come in with three lines in the chorus. That's all we had to do. The band was singing, whatever they sing. We came in with three lines in the chorus, and that was that job done. boys says, You'll be here ten minutes, done and dusted. So the boys are battling away through everything. So we have to come in with three lines at the chorus. and we come, Paul oh McGrath, brilliant. Paul's a baby this time. He's enjoyed his day, done all his stuff. Paul was just making up his same words. Right? <laughs> right, cut, cut. As God's my judge, it took 10 takes. And then big, big Jack eventually I'll just take him over there out and the road to make this finished. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. P- priceless. But that, that was a great experience, obviously. And I mean, that Republic of a really, really good team with really good players. and. So, all
1: good, all good. i it gives
2: you an idea, sorry, it gives you an idea of how good a player McGraw was, though.
1: Oh. He never
2: trained, he never trained, and he get into World Cup squads, know what I mean? What a football! You think, how
1: much would he be worth in the market these days? If <laughs> he trained, <laughs> it would be, like, Virgil van Dyke. you know what I mean? Like, money-wise, Absolutely, absolutely.
2: I'll it tell so- you what,
1: he
2: was, was ten times the player that Harry Maguire is. Harry Maguire oh. went from 80 million quid, know what I mean?
6: Well, again, and, and this is what's happening, Chris. What you mentioned earlier on, see, because of the TV money. Now, I think Harry Maguire is a really good player, but um, the market, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, but the, mar- the market gets inflated. But it gets inflated when it's home- when it's homegrown players as well. So because he's an English player, can can back off the big tournament. All of a sudden, your pre- your premiums higher, isn't it? So, and that's what happens. But uh, but I mean, Paul McGuire would be unbuyable un- I think I don't know how much you'd
1: have to pay for Talking about like the Premiership down in England like your time at Burnley obviously you go big wins there at like Man United and that what was it like being a manager in that league how much ma- was it the pressure well, the pressure no, on but, I well, think
6: it's because of the, the football's the same game the, it's the exact same game what there is there's different levels but in essence it's the same game we all play it we all love it we play the same way but the higher you get particularly you get to the Premier League the league's loaded with pace and power, so the best example I always thought was when I played, for example, at home, in the Championship, scored a lot of goals, got promoted, scored in the playoff final at Wembley to get promoted into the Premier League as a player. But whereas in the Championship, when I went through one on one with a goalkeeper, I yard ahead of the defender and was able to finish. So, but when you went in the Premier League, these defenders, mentioned Paul McGrath, Virgil van Dijk, these boys are like athletes, they're lightning quick. So, when I went in the Premier League, which I did with and I was on the bench, I started two games, I was on the bench for all, and that's why I left and went to the d 8 I just wanted to play. But, they were better defenders because they were quicker so they could recover the mistakes. So, for example, if I, if I went one and one through the goalkeeper in the Premier League and a Gary Cahill, who I had at Bolton, was chasing me, Gary Cahill would recover on you. So, the chance you had to score a goal in the Championship, you are not getting the same chance in the Premier League. And that's what happens, the level gets higher and higher. But in terms of an in the league, then. We, we knew we were we We knew we believed in our abilities. We knew we good players. We knew we could organize teams, and so that never phased me. I mean, I beat them all. You mentioned Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, what have you? We we managed to beat them all. We did it playing. This was the thing I enjoyed. We played the way we wanted. We never went put everybody behind the ball and try to steal a set player. We played them. We stood toe to toe with them, and and we played them. As a matter of fact, my ten game because I had ten home games at Birmingham in the Premier League. We won five and we drew four. We only lost one game, which was actually against Wigan. No reason we lost it. The big goalkeeper had big Brian Jensen. The beast. Oh, Unbelievably was big Brian Jensen for me. But Brian actually went to clear the ball and turned his ankle against Wigan. And the ball just sat there. And Hugo Rodriguez just tapped from one yard down, just tapped into the net. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have lost that game as well. But when they came, they knew they were running for a footballing game. And that's how we played. And I mentioned earlier about the Burnley fans. They played a huge part because one of the reasons I probably got a job in early was they weren't winning a lot of home games but when you had the fans on side and behind the team was, I mean yeah Big Sean, big Sean's done it again now Big Sean Dyches has got it as a fortress and that's the way we had it nobody wanted to come and play us. and it, I think it holds something like 23 24,000 but wow. the atmosphere was incredible a bit like you know we mentioned Brockville and wow. right, in, right in top of you and the fans are, you know it's a brilliant, brilliant atmosphere but the funny one where you mentioned that Man United. So Sir Alex has been good to me, as I mentioned, I mentioned Chris Eagles. In it. So he was texting me, and he gave me a few of my games that year. So he was always sending messages, well done on you, keep it going, bum bum. So when we won the playoff final, one of the first messages I got after the game was from Sir Alex. He says, well done on, that was incredible. Great achievement, great to see you. And, uh, you, know, you know, Gombos boy and everything else, We I love that. You know, he's brilliant. And the thing people don't realise about Sir Alex, as talented as he was as a football manager, see the care he had for other people. Particularly uh, young, young managers, he was always the end of your phone. He was always there to help you. He was, he had a great nature. He was brilliant, on that you know, he was. Finished.
2: I would a, a text you. Sorry, I'd have text you that there and no, all, but I couldn't fucking see. I was that drunk. I, you, were,
6: you were so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But Anyway, so, so so the text said, uh, but remember when I come to visit you at, at Tough Moor, make sure you've got a couple of nice bottles of red wine for me and my staff. I'll oh. send you, I'll send you my wine magazine, right? That's how now. So anyway. As it happens, our first home game was against Man United. Two yeah, time yeah. champions. They were going to make it three in a row this year. So I said to Dan Bentley, who's still at the club, I said, Dan, you need a couple of nice bottles of red wine for St and staff in the day of the game. So I'm always in early, maybe four or five hours before the kickoff. So Dan was away, he comes back. He hands me these wine notes. I came to read through these. I thought, I'm barely empty at all. Never to drink alcohol with my wife. Aye. I thought, I'll never carry that off. Anyway, only Dan Bentley was there. Muggins, I think it was three or four hundred quid for the, for the bottles of wine. Muggins went to put the two bottles of red wine in the fridge. He said, What are you doing, <laughs> you I said, I said, What? He says, No, no, that's going to breathe at room temperature. <laughs> so, so only the dark was there. Done it. But anyway, we were, as you're right, we we're going to beat the one mil in the night, and the bubbling, the atmosphere is incredible. I've got to say, an unbelievable atmosphere. Just
2: right. think to a couple of bottles of red wine for a man for the Gorbals, that's just a couple of bottles a buck. You should have got them. <laughs>
1: Uh, Did you, you regret the move to Bolton? On?
6: No, I think what, what happened, see, in football, you're always charged with different decisions. You know, when I went to Bolton, I played at Bolton and I loved Burnley and everything else, and I went through that because where we were, we'd drawn a, few, a couple of games in November, and I said, you know, I, I, I said to him at the time, listen, I need a couple of players in January. Because when we, the, this is, when we went into the Premier League at the time, it's changed now with the new TV deals. Out the time the bottom team in the league would receive I think it was 33 million pounds. If you finish bottom, 33 million TV money, then use your, your own revenue streams and top of that. Aye, aye. My, my budget from the playing staff in the league was 16 million. I had the lowest budget ever in the Premier League. But right. it didn't phase me because I knew they had good players, I knew we had a great team spirit. And, and and so we did that but when it came in November, we'd drawn a couple of games, I thought we could win. So I said to you, and I understand why the directors have put a lot of their own money in. So they obviously had to get their loans back. That's not, no problem with that. But what I was saying, come January, I need a couple of players to freshen up and boost it. And again, it, was, it wasn't it was a great time because it was the housing market crash, you remember. Uh, so, so the directors say, well, listen, we've only got our money back. You know, we're not really in a great position to put it back in. So really, it just what. Well, they don't hear. or was they take it taken for granted? Oh, another thing, because I'd been at Bolton as a player, I knew the club, and everything else, there was a little bit of attachment there. But when I went to Bolton, Bolton were bottom in the league. We kept Bolton up by nine points. The mm. following year at Bolton, we Bolton in the top seven for three quarters of the season. Went to the FA Cup, and then we'd obviously had some horrendous injuries and everything else. So ultimately, Steven, it's like anything else, probably yourselves with if you have an acting job or this or that. But the bottom line is, you make a decision at the time and then you go on, you know, what exactly. do. I mean, obviously. Uh, there was other things that happened before that with different clubs and everything else and I'd stayed at Burnley. So, look, uh, they're a brilliant probably brilliant people. other thing as well, I'm not one of them in football. I never have anything negative or anything bad to say about people because that's not how I live my life. Whatever's happened, wish you all the best. I don't have any bad feeling towards anybody. we luck to you and we'll move on.
1: It's the best way to look at life, Owen. Best way to look at life, mate. Definitely. So you getting back to like
2: uh, after your, your stint with Burnley and then Bolton. Um, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of talk about you getting the Celtic job on about well, two on two different occasions. Um, how close did, did you actually come? To well, I,
6: well, that's what I kind of alluded to there. When I was when I when I got when I took Burnley up in the, the game that you were in the apartment with your mate Joy and Bump that that playoff day that was the very same day that, that Gordon that Gordon resigned. At Celtic. That's right. So, so why is that right? I remember that. It. It. it was the same day because obviously after the games. So Celtic's my team and it will always be my team and that will never, ever change, you know. Uh, and of course, to, uh, I spoke to obviously Peter, I spoke to Dermot and everything else. And uh, and that's the thing, but, particularly the people think they left, but I'd obviously had the chance at that time uh, to go to Celtic. and But my kids were really young, we're just down here and we're settled. Uh, beautiful part of the world, I've got to say, where we still are. And uh, and really, what had to happen? I kind of had to take the emotion out of it because you just make the emotion decision, you know. know, it's your team, or Rangers your team, and that that never will change. But because my kids were uh, at such a young age, that I wanted to kind of take them back into that environment at the time. And really, and I was, if I'm honest, I was in the best league in the world. I was in the Premier League, which was the best league in the world. So from a a football perspective, you know. So so really, that was it. So I listen. That's what happens as a player. I mean, I've been close to a player a couple of times as well. But that's what happens, and uh, and we always say it's no for you. You know, it's it's not meant to be one of the but it still doesn't take away from each of your team. And you know, you're always going to support them and, and, and want the best for
2: You think that you can uh, you cracked it a wee bit by not taking the job after you've seen what happened with Mowbray? Because the see the, that was a rebuild that Gordon Strachan left there. That was a, a rebuild.
6: And, I, 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 I think, that's, I think that's always a challenge when you come into the job. I think you have to uh, weigh up that scenario. You know, is there a good team that you've inherited that you're ready to you know, move on? I think Lenny would be the first to say that you haven't done so well when Lenny did and then when he came in, he inherited a good team for Brendan and then Lenny's added his touches as well and, and took it on again. But sometimes you don't inherit a good team and wow. then that's then you've got, you know. And the, the, the thing that, that managers need when that happens and this is the one thing we don't get, is time. Time. So we talk about the, the Chris great point. We talk about the, the game changing. The game has changed because and particularly in, and again with the, the social media and everything else now, everybody's got opinion and rightly so and what have you. But what that happens is that then allows more pressure to come on like chairman or board of directors in terms of a manager. And my point is when that happens that you inherit it's a not so good team, that manager, you don't come in and click your fingers and sprinkle fairy dust. You need, you know, it's hard work, it's getting on the training ground, it's repetition, it's bringing players in that suit the way you want to play. And the one thing Sandy managers don't get now, eh, that commodity is time. And well, you're right, I think I think Tony had a big job to, to do there, to rebuild and it probably took a wee bit of time. But, you know, the thing with Celtic managers is, particularly those two, you're not going to get time because, don't seconds worry, we right. know, seconds, well, second's, seconds not good enough in Glasgow, we know that.
1: Aye. Oh, if I know that. I know team that. Team all team too well, do to and,
6: and I think that's been part of the reason why in the last few weeks about the, you know, with, with everything with the leagues and everything else, because it's it's hard to take when you when you're not the team that wins. And Celtic know that from the time when, when Rangers had a different t- a team I played against, and they were sensational that team. I've got to say they were, you know, some of the boys and that they were they were unplayable at times. So I think both sides of the city have known that, but, eh, but obviously just now I'm Celtic have huge dominance at the moment
1: and I know I know and I need to listen to me every week, Owen, oh, no, you what I mean? Every week. Every the, only
6: week. Thing I, the only thing I said, I thought about it, Stephen, was at the time, was that, uh, and I understand, because I think Lenny and the players would be the first to tell you they'd have loved to get the games finished on the field. There's, there's no doubt about that. Every <laughs> player, every player, every manager, Lenny will tell you that, they'd love to be there. But because of this, which is so, you know, these unforeseen circumstances and everything else, Aye. but the thing that, when I looked at it, I thought to myself, you know, nobody really mentioned that that Dundee United wouldn't have won the league because we all believed Dundee United. Dundee United were 14 points ahead with, with a game yeah. and a half and eight games left. And Celtic were 13 with eight games left. Yeah. But the fact about it was Dundee United had dropped 25 points and Celtic had dropped 10. If I anybody know. had a chance of being caught, it would have been Dundee United as opposed I to know. Celtic. The reason being... Celtic Rangers and particularly up to the new year Celtic Rangers were so far ahead of everybody miles ahead of everybody and that's why the margins for at that time Celtic Rangers dropping points were minimal and you know, whatever happened in the second half of the season but there's no doubt the first half of the season Rangers were terrific you know that was, it was nip and tuck it really was and then Celtic have obviously had a great run from, from January the Rangers have not got the level they were before but the thing is no, no harm in the rest of Premier League but they're not going to take points off Celtic so
1: no. but that was that was the point in it. No, definitely, man. I mean, Rangers when they come back, it was just it was like night and day we, up until New Year. To when they come back, and Celtic's consistency as soon as they get back was just phenomenal. You were never they were never getting caught. And that's that. listen.
6: That's as a, a football person and other. That's the ones that we all scratch ahead of it because we think so. You know how can you get to the level Rangers are at? Because not only the, the old front game. I mean, that, I love football. I Celtic man. I'm also honest in my assessment of football, if somebody's yeah. done really well, I'm the first to say, you know, they've done really well, and, you know, Rangers at Parkhead, again, they were outstanding, the cup final, they were also outstanding, but my point is, when you've got to that level, to be a champion, it needs to, that has to be sustained. Exactly,
1: and- I'm just waiting on an email back for Rangers, because I says I'm not renewing my season ticket, if i still got to Dubai next year again, you know what I mean? <laughs> I wonder what they do when they go over there, they come back, <laughs> half the
2: football they were. <laughs> it's, it's funny because uh, I, I, under,
6: like, I, I understand why they, you would go to Dubai, obviously with the, with the break, then the warm weather, training, everything else. And I get all that. Uh, then part of me thinks, because I think of what, for psychologically, for example, so when I played at Bolton, uh, when we were preparing for the playoff final as a player, Bruce Reel, Colin Todd, took us to Val de Lobo in Portugal, to a place called Barrington's. It was right. a sporting, sporting complex at a pitch like Wen and Bumber. So we went there to
2: prepare for the playoff final against Reading as a player. So, oh, sorry, sorry for interrupting you, mate. Grado's no here, but he met you on one of your pre season Trips, right? 30. So he did. Aye, usual. Use were off-linging him into the swimming pool and all that. Oh man, he's not even here to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back on. Get him. I'll come back, on. I'll come back, on. I'll come back
1: on. They
6: probably will again. Probably with it when to me. How good's that? But that's the kind of atmosphere we always try to create. Everybody felt part of it. And the other thing as well that if somebody did come up to introduce themselves, I didn't want players that felt they were aloof. I wanted people that would see it when people are always friendly and respectful you know, does it doesn't harm you to stand there for 15-20 minutes to take photos or have a chat or whatever you know, good, good manners cost nothing I, I understand if you think, oh somebody's at it and it'd you know, be nasty that's a different thing, but if somebody's pleasant and respectful then, I don't think there's. and I've always tried to encourage the players and the teams I've had to make sure we do that. So that doesn't surprise me, that we have thrown with the pool and everything else.
2: <laughs> that, by the way, that was when you were at Motherwell, it wasn't when you were managing at Bolton or <laughs> 25-year-old Grado getting fired into the pool. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you can tell because I actually think I remember that now. So what happened was, it was actually, and it's probably kind of, if you think about his wrestling, he was trying one of these moves on us, who don't even wrestle, and I think one of us <laughs> just threw him over the shoulder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we we'll met a girl. We get the forties. when he's got forties. of yeah, You and Brian Martin, all of them, playing a minute.
6: Brilliant. That, on that, like Brian Martin, that brings it back. Here's a quick one. We're doing it. Big Alan McLeish was the manager, and I'll get back to the the world of in a minute. Big Alan McLeish was the manager. We're preparing. We're trying to get that team bonding. So we're doing it to the lags, and uh, so it's, right, boys. we trained in the afternoon. Right, have a night out, have a few beers, enjoy yourself. Let's get it together. So we're in with uh, myself, Tommy Coy. Brian Martin, Chris McCart, Billy Davis, all good good of pros, good young boys, uh, Steve McMillan, uh, big leader, colour. great group there. Really. And they, so anyway, we're playing, playing me games, so we're playing, uh, so we the me dust They were playing the drinking games and what have you and everything else. And they, so we did, were playing, you know, the one with the teaspoons, the uh, teaspoons, and you've got to hit the guy in the head. Aye. Aye. And the, guy, the other guy's whacking you with a ladle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, was, I was a ref, I was a ref, <laughs> I was a ref. We'd a big centre half. You remember him, big uh, big boy Greg Denham. Oh, aye, aye. Big Greg, so big Greg, big Greg was, uh, loved the Rangers and that big Greg as well, right? So we'd a, a big match, Celtic boys, Rangers boys, great matter. But anyway, so I said to Tommy Coyne, um, obviously I don't drink, I'm sobering a judge. Tommy wasn't drunk either, but Greg, young Greg's been a centre three to four. So I said, uh, like, what about a what about game of the spoons? Tommy, you're the champion. So Big Greg Derlis who's the champion? He says, Tommy Coyne's the champion of the spoons. And i watch what's the spoons? I said, well, does they put a new plane if you don't know? No, no, I'll challenge him, because it's Tommy Coyne, right? So Tom says, I'll take him on, no problem. So the rest of the boys are in and that. So anyway, Tom's get the teaspoon, and Greg bends his head over. So Tommy goes, can't I get any putts on, it's like a fener. I'm obviously the side with a big metal ladle. fuck you. Man, Greg Devers, I know, he goes, oh! So Greg Denham, Tommy Bell, Greg Denham goes to hit Tommy Teespoon and he hits him. And all the boys are in the same going, whoa, as if he's whacking him. And Tom's like, oh, get That's a good He's like, all right, oh, you go, Tommy. boy, That's for the jazz and all that. So we do it. We do it three times. And I've, I've, George. I've I scored my judge. I've worried done them. Must have done that up the seat. So uh, anyway, I says, right, boys, who's the winner? The boys are like, oh, Tommy's the winner. So Craig is he's, he's obviously got a few drinks in no deal. No, no, I'm not I want another one. She's says, Craig, Craig, you've had enough. That's it, no more. No, no, another one. Said, Craig, enough. He says, hey, no surrender. I said, No, it's got another one there. No, he was proud. I loved it.
5: <laughs> anyway, back,
6: back to the Brian when you mentioned Brian Martin. So big Brian Martin's well on a few beers. So Chris McCart, Chris, the nicest guy in the world, Chris. So Chris has put a, a pound coin down. So he just put it down the table. He's put a full pint of lager on the top of it. So he sits to Brian Martin. Brian's Martin's nickname was Buff. He says, Buff. He says, aye, what is it, Chris? He says, see that pint of lager? He says, aye. So he lifts it up. He says, what? Pound coin underneath it. And he puts the pint of lager down. He says, I can lift that pound coin without you seeing me doing it. And Big posts it Who do you are Paul Daniels and all of that? He <laughs> says, well, he's I mean, taking the it. you know. It's just, Aye, okay, on you go then. Chris McCartney's not a pint of lager. Fuck you in Brian Martin's eyes. Brian Martin, back. <laughs> <laughs> pick the pound. Pick the pound coin up. <laughs> anyway, which was, which was funny enough. So we missed it. the Big like Brian Martin, could he see the funny side? Next minute. Oh, bye. <laughs> it was on the Keystone Cops. <laughs> I've seen big oh, Brian Martin in action. He was exactly.
2: going to do my i uh, do one night. Exactly. That <laughs> So Big Alex said, have a team bond and
6: end up with a fight. Honestly, I was like, okay, Corral, just boom, boom, boom. Oh. Incredible. <laughs> anyway, back to logo. So we're there. <laughs> and we prepare. We prepare for the uh, the playoff final. We come back and we win it. So uh, when we got to the playoff final with Burnley, I had in my mind, oh, we did really well. At Barrington, has got to go and prepare. Gets his son with. 12 days to prepare, get a bit of sun, the pitch is perfect, gets the boys bubbly, because we played 60 games, and the boys were spent, the boys were out on their feet, I needed to find a way to get the energy back, so we went there for five days, and again, you've seen how well we played at the playoff end, the reason I mention that is because, and Stevie and Gary will know this and everything else, and maybe it was only place available, but if my memory serves me like, Rangers didn't do well in the second half of last season when they came back to Dubai. Exactly. So all I'm saying on that, from my mind, psychologically I would have maybe thought, do you know what, I'm not going, I'm not right. going to Dubai, I'll go somewhere else. Just from right. a psychological point of view, for maybe some players right. that were there or whatever. And I'm saying, I'm not saying it made a difference, sometimes those little things
1: do make a difference. I think it sticks, Nick, because even me and all my mates, we've had season tickets for as long as well, I can... I guarantee you just now, I'd be very surprised if Rangers go to Dubai next season, as you said. Exactly. Because we were all sitting saying it when we. Because, because I think
6: I think what I'm
2: seeing it becomes a talking point. Aye, and aye. Then, exactly. and, even, and even subconsciously, you don't know how it affects you. Exactly. Well, aye, definitely. But what I would say is they'll, de- they'll probably not be going to Dubai because we'll all still be in fucking lockdown for the next. But <laughs> hope, <time. Yeah.
6: laughs> well, hopefully, that's lifted hopefully
2: What we do at the end of uh, football daft each week on. Is we give our guests a ninety second quiz. Right. So you've come you've come across here as being exceptionally inaudible, I'm gonna be honest with you. But last a couple of weeks ago we had Kenny Duker on and he's at the top of the list now. He gets thirteen questions right in ninety seconds. Right. Right. We've had in the past we've had Barry Ferguson, he's on twelve, letting down the rest of the board, it's a wee bit easy ozy after that. We've got Brian Prunty and Alan Archibald on eleven. Murdo McLeod on 10 Ian Murray and Lawrence Shankland on 7 Lee Miller Jordan Young Ross McCrory and Bob Malcolm All on 6 Frank McIverney and Dick Campbell are on 5 Peter Lovinkranz is on 3 And the strongest man in Scottish football is Cracks But rest of the table We won So As long as you get more than one hey, You're better than no, Cracks No pressure there There's a few boys on that list well, you know Young Lord Lawrence Shankland Lawrence's dad and I grew up
6: together in the Gorbals Is that right? G? Yeah, so before Lawrence, because I had lined, I had lined Lawrence up to go to Air United the six months before he did Wayne McCall. But what happened was Jim Duffy came in at the last minute and took him to Morton. I <coughs> I'd, I'd gone you know. I know young Lawrence, like when we go to holiday together, which you know we Lawrence and his dad as we do. Uh, so they've, I've, he's kind of grown up with us. So uh, there's no doubt it was going to be such a talented player.
1: He's <laughs> you, can,
2: you can shed a wee bit of light then I've been doing a wee bit of detective work on Lawrence Or Larry Boy oh, wow. as I call him Right now last week he said I was watching Omar Sadiq And I'm just thinking to myself God's sake, what you doing? You're not doing it right And I says, why would that annoy you If you were only a Rangers fan? Right? So, <laughs> you've come in and you've went like that I used to live in Little Donegal and then you say that grew up with Long Shyland's dad, so I'm assuming the he loved in little Donnie going on. So maybe Long Sir Larry Boy might be a selling supporter. I don't know what's
6: going on here, <laughs> Well, the easy, the easy answer to that one is no, I not. <laughs> they, were, they, were they were met and they went to the other school, shall we say, but eh, they were, we were all pals. And were, the one thing they all loved, and this is the thing that should be, is football. Everybody loves football. And I think I love that people who support and the passion of their own teams and obviously we understand everything was growing up and it's not just about, about football up the road but hopefully that stuff can get eradicated and it should just be about football see before I forget before you're close I don't know if, if I've told you a story forgive me if I have but my first job as a manager in my own right was manager of St Johnston. you know I'd done right. the me and Yogi had done the thing together and won the, won the league at Falkirk so I was, help, I was actually helping Sandy I was playing for Sandy at Eddy United I'd been on loan from Dundee United where I was player coach and uh, anyway Jeff Brown rung me and you uh, you like, like this one. So, when I went to Dundee United to play a coach, uh, I bought a lodge, it's the only lodge I've ever been in. I'd <laughs> <a lodge> up, <laughs> I'd, I'd, this I'm talking about stuff. I had a, a lodge up at Erigmore Estate, which is at Dunkeld, just outside Perth. So anyway, it was at Easter holidays and said, anyway, Jeff Brown rang me. And they said, oh, and they said, hey, would you be interested in St. Johnston manager's job? I said, oh, Chairman, I've not applied for your job. He says, no, no, I know that, but you come well recommend. I've seen the job you did, obviously, at Falkirk, uh, with Yogi. Your brother, Thomas, played for me. I know the family traits. I know your kind of values, your core values, your core principles. I'd love to have a chat with you about it. I says, oh, Chairman, I'd love the opportunity. He says, right, I'll drive down to Glasgow to meet you. I says, no, no, you don't have to, actually. I'm actually in, in Dunkeld. I says, I've got holiday lodge at uh, Burnham at Dunkeld. I says, we're up with the family for Easter. He says, right, I'll be out in 10 minutes from Perth to So it was pouring the rain. So I said to Kerry, well, I says Kerry you're gonna have to take the kids out. She went, what? I says, it's the Johnson chairman's coming as he talked about the job. She says, only, it's pouring in the rain. I says, I know that, but can you go take money. minute of the kelder So anyway, she's got them already, the max on the buggies and away in the room with me. So she's away in the pouring rain. Anyway, Je- Jeff Brown turns up, sure enough, 10, 15 minutes later. I says, oh, come in chairman. So you come in, you come in, you come in the door there, then there's a, a wee kitchen area to you, over to the right hand side, there's a seat in the living area through there. So I go take a seat, chairman. So he goes through and sits down. So I'm in the, the kitchen, but I said, would you like a tea or a coffee? He says, oh, I'd love a coffee. So I said, oh, fuck's sake, I only drink tea. So I drink tea. <laughs> so I'm t- I'm trying to make a good impression. Yes, Mr. Chairman, no, Mr. Chairman. So I'm looking for this coffee. Anyway, i for coffee. So I made it, and because I only drink tea, my mugs are about that size, huge big mugs of tea I drink. So two sugar milk, I take sugar milk for him. Where we go. Chatted easily for about 70 minutes. Couldn't have went any better on the chart the football back and forth, dead relaxed. The way we are new nothing, it was dead free flowing, everybody in a bit to say. Couldn't have went any better. So he says, Listen, Owen, I've loved the chart, I'll be in touch sooner rather later. I says, Thanks, Chairman, I've got to say, I enjoyed that. He said, no, it was great, son, thank you very much. So I see him out. So I went and my mobile phone, it's on silent, obviously 12 missed calls for Kerry. Obviously, went back in with the rain. So I thought, focus- <laughs> She goes, Are you finished me? I says, aye, can you come in. Aye, I'll you in, don't you worry. So went in the corner, and it's been that much rain, you know, when you've come in, the wetting is still running down your nose and all that. So, I it it. the kids are soaked through, so she says, that better be worth it. I says, Kerry, it couldn't have went any better. I said, the only thing was, he threw me at the start. She says, he asked for a coffee. Can I find a coffee? I say, I eventually found it anyway. She goes, we've not got coffee. I says, "I have. She goes, that's Bisto gravy. LAUGHTER I fucking fell. By the way, drank a lot. He fucking drank a lot. So like, oh no! So I have picked the phone up and I thought I says, "Chairman, She's actually I says, "I've got an apology, mate." He looked I says, "It turns out it wasn't coffee, for It was Bristol Bay." He says, Aye, "I thought it was a funny wee time off it."
2: Anyway, on your ninety seconds are up.
6: Ah, oh, there
1: we go. Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> 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 oh, that was brilliant. I, I'm all got a pistol.
6: Oh, honestly. Thank you. You gave me oh, the job, so let's him off.
1: Brilliant,
2: mate. <laughs> that's the question. Right. I mean, what, just what a job you've done with St. Johnson and all, man. He did. Oh, love, 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 love,
6: love, love, great amazing. people, mean, They're great. And that's the thing, seeing football, because, I, I mean, that, like you is When you, you do your stuff. I'm everything about being positive, about getting positive people. But you get a lot of people just want to kind of dwell on the negativity. And football, you'll always have ups and downs. Your other one is a player, your other one is a manager. The important thing is that if it does, and it's the same way, you pick yourself up the next day and you go again, as difficult as it is. Aye. Because you do one of two things. Yeah, you go up prepared to do something about it, but you feel sorry for
2: yourself, and that's not going to help anybody.
1: No, I'm hey,
2: man. Super well.
1: Who's going to get this? <laughs> I think it's your turn this week, mate. Right, mate. Okie dok. 90 seconds. You ready, on? I'm right, doing football. All <laughs> football. You can't pass, you need to give an answer. Oh, okay, Right, even if
6: you're wrong, just
1: give an answer. Aye. 90 seconds on the clock, John. Yep. Here we go. What English club are nicknamed Deporters? Oh, Stokeside. What town are East Fife from? Pife And what year did you sign for Dunfermline?
6: 2001
1: Rangers have just signed Liannis Hadji from which club? Genk What is the current name of Ross County's ground? The Globe Arena Who were awarded the Junior West Premiership League this year despite being 12 points from the top? Buckingham. Who did you replace when you made your debut for Ireland? Tommy Coyne what American club does Ronnie Dyler now manage?
6: New York City.
1: What is the name of Stenhouse Muir's home ground? Oakview. Who preceded Alex McLeish's Scotland manager in his first spell? His first spell. Oh, Alec. Like
0: they actually helped
6: to get me the Joe McBurley
1: big, Alec. At... the Alec and the Wolfersmith. At what club did you score your most goals?
0: Oh, Erdie.
1: Who finished second bottom of the Scottish. Premiership? Hamlin Which Scottish club have a hand of blessing on their badge? Hearts Paul Lambert won the European Cup with what team? Not In what year were Burnley formed? Time! Oh. I think, I, think you're, I think you gave Owen about 120 seconds because he's, he's your hero, John. Oh come on. Come <laughs> on.
0: <laughs>
1: hold on, hold on, because I did ask that question. i right, you, you answer. answer that last question. Right. In what year were Burnley formed? Right, if I get tell
6: because I need to work bike, I'll tell you why. Seeing I took the job, that's a story. Forgive me. Seeing <laughs> 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 <Soon> <took, laughs> I, I took the job in 2007, that was... My first home game was against Stoke City, right. and we wore we wore our, like an Argentina strip because it was Burnley's 125th anniversary. Right. So I take so I take take 125 off 2007 what uh, oh, a. <laughs> 2007.
1: So there's hundred and seven... Is that 1882? We'll take that as your answer. Oh, oh, yes, what, up, right anyway, what an effort, what, what an, an effort. effort right. I think pushing the good
4: doctor a wee bit here. Well, we'll find out. Here we go. Um, we'll go to the wrong answers, uh, <laughs> Owen. Uh, East Pfeiffer from Methyl. Um, methyl, I know, I've just... You signed for Dunfermline in 1999, not two. Th- I think you played till 2001. Right.
6: I, I left in 2001, and I thought that's what you said. When did
4: you leave? Oh, right. No, no, it was when you oh. put it. Oh,
6: it must have away. Ah, that. I thought you said, When
4: did you leave? <laughs> um, you got the, 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 the club with the blessing on the badge was Kilmarnock. And we got to 1882 eventually. Well, we'll, let you off with that one. we'll let you off with that one. Aside from that, you got everything right. So I've got you down for 12. Oh. I've
2: got them down for 11.
4: I oh. know, uh, 12. Chris is
6: 12, definitely. Well, should be 35. The better. last question until the other right one now. was misheard. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, that's surprising given the size of my ears. But anyway. anyway.
4: <laughs> So, second joint, second joint top, with Alan You've
1: been amazing, mate. Honestly, it's Thank been great back to you, hey, bud. Absolutely. By awesome. you mean,
2: these
6: so, games are getting better by the week. It's well, class. I'm not saying, you probably know, it. I'm not saying I'm not competitive, but give it a couple of months I'm coming back and back on for that quiz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All the best, Owen. Take Thank care, so And hopefully, you.
6: once this Boys will go up the road, they'll see you. I look forward to
1: Bravo. it. Oh uh,
3: thank you. Football daft with G four claims been involved in a road traffic accident. Get them now at NotitFolkclaims.com, right, cool.
1: that was an a good show. Great or grace this we presence for but a wee bit, didn't he? He was in and out. He's good. got a good he's got a good reason. Yeah. He? He's got a good reason, so. a good
2: reason. But he nearly missed a funeral from Terry right.
1: Polini. so so let's, let's be honest, that is, that is commitment. Hi, <laughs> we done the interview with Own Coyle. Aye. on for Grado. And amongst Grado's cameo appearance, he even managed to have a shave. It is football daft. And um, it is daft, it is. is but honestly, Own Coyle, what a guest. That was a great show, man. Honestly, it was brilliant. Do you know what? I keep saying this, and I feel as if I'm saying it every week, but genuinely, Own Coyle is my favourite guest
2: that we've had on so Aye. far. He was classy.
1: You done well on the quiz and all, didn't you? Not bad, up there, 13. I'm he for half, man. 12. Producer John had a bit of a beamer when he was talking to him, didn't he? Oh, loved him. Love a one. Well, you
2: say say beamer, I say
1: stoner. (laughs) (laughs) Right, troops. Rate, review, subscribe. All that jazz. Get us on all social media platforms. Blah, blah, blah. I've been Stephen Pudding. I've been Chris Toll.
4: I've been Producer Don. Let's roll the credits.
2: Oh no no wait a minute, wait a minute! Oh no! I've got to
1: tell you, you know, about my you know, Big Brother story! Oh we've not got time for the Big Brother story! See hey, next week! Hey, See oh. hey, next week mate! Hey. Now hey, remind me next week mate. Right, right, right. right. Oh, the credits!
2: Oh, the
1: credits.